Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Having a bet on the footy this week? Top this. Top Sport have hundreds of markets to choose from across the AFL, NRL and rugby. So whether you're into the big goals or the big hits, there's something for everyone. And Top Sport will let you on for plenty. Top that. Download the app today and bet on your game your way. If you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. And when you join, make sure you use the promo code UNFILTERED. You'll get the VIP treatment 100% guaranteed. Best prices, best service, and best and most markets. That is Top Sport. Welcome all, welcome back to the Rugby League Superpod, the only podcast in footy that talks with the superstars, not about them. These are the guys that play or have played the game, giving first-hand accounts of their journey, not some peanut who's never even been in a dressing room in his life. This is where the shit is at. Footy talk, laughs and more. There's no rules. It's always unfiltered. You've been warned. Let's start with the Titans' AJ Brimson on a bit about playing fullback. Uh, I think to keep it simple, I just get to play play footy and run the ball. I don't have to worry about trying to organise too many things or orchestrate anything. I just kind of I like getting told um, the shape, and um, yeah, I just get to play eyes up footy. What position do you play the majority of your junior footy? Because you you have been all over the park basically. Yeah, um, I reckon I would have played up until I was. I haven't played. I only played fullback for the first time in um, under twenties. So wow. I was all in the halves. I was always in the halves as a six, always practicing kicking and that sort of stuff. And then due to a couple of injuries in twenties um, and depth of halves, I ended up. Uh, ben Wolf put me back there for a couple of games. My first game was absolutely horrible. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know anything <laughs> about numbering. Uh, and it's been honestly the story of uh, my career. I even in 2018 started off in the halves at, at Tweed, went back to fullback. Uh, he kind of I had Ben Wolf again on the cup side, and he just kind of realised I just need to run the footy. I didn't yep. I didn't need to be stressing too much. And then debuted in the NRL as a half. And then Michael Gordon got injured uh, that year, and I played the last four games. 2019, started the year as a half, played a bit of 14, and then he got injured again, ended up playing fullback. And I think finally 2020, I got a preseason at fullback, which is what I wanted. Yeah. And um, obviously, I only played half a year, but I felt really comfortable back there. You touched on it there. Probably the most important aspect of a fullback's play that doesn't get a lot of recognition in the media, you've got to be a real talker and you're you're organising the defence. You're pointing numbers and, and tipping off. Got the dog going outside. Uh, it's a um, it's a massive job that I'm genuinely still learning. Um, okay. I've got I've got Jimmy Dimmick there, um, the defensive coach, and he, every day he's sending me video clips and he's 
he's, you know, spraying me if I need to get sprayed for <laughs> standing on a short side when I don't need to be there or getting yep. too many numbers to one side or vice versa. But um, there's so many little things that <clears throat> people would never notice when it comes to numbering and, um, you know, just general support play and just all. There's a lot of little things that make a great fullback, which I obviously look at because when I watch the great Teddy, although Tedesco, Troy, which when I, when I watch – you know, I watch them when they do their numbering and that because that's on my mind, but no one else would ever really, um, you know, fans would ever really look at that sort of stuff. But there's a lot to learn back there and I'm, I'm still learning it. The new rules, fullback is covering so much more ground than ever it seems. Do you agree? Oh, yes. I, uh, <laughs> my calf cramps agree with that. <laughs> is it just cardio, mate? Is it uh, everyone's going to have to make adjustments to these new rules and faster games? Uh, there's no more kicking out for a scrum so it's just going to be I think the the strongest and fittest team will, I think will be will go far thanks for dropping in young fella always cool chatting footy with you cheers mate appreciate it Bryce Cartwright joined the Parramatta Eels at the end of 2020 for the pre-season has formed a great bond on and off with many of the guys, I do check Instagram, Brycey, and I see you and young Dylan Brown are good mates. What impresses you about him on the field and the way he goes about his work? Uh, the best thing about him on the field is probably really relaxed, Andy. You know, okay. um, we've, we've, we've got someone like Mitch Moses and, you know, Gutho that sort of lead the team around and Dylan can be just be himself, which, yep. you know, everyone sees Dylan sort of a, you know, a bit of a larrikin, you know, just, just a laid back sort of person. And um, yeah, it's funny, you know, you might be at a scrum or something or waiting for the ball to be kicked out and he'd just be dancing or singing. And, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's pretty cool to watch. He's just so laid back and, you know, he doesn't feel any pressure and he's such a talented player. I loved yeah. watching him play before I came to Parramatta and, you know, you see players that you'd always want to play with and he was someone that um, I'd always wanted to share the field with. So um, it's pretty cool to be playing with him now. He seems to be one of those blokes and not everyone has it, but he seems to have time. Is that a fair call? Yeah, definitely. Um, and for someone, I, I couldn't believe how young he still is, you know. Yeah, he's, um, yeah he, he's such a really good player and, you know, he's got all the skills. Um, he's got a good head on his shoulders and, yeah, like you said, he's got a lot of time on the field. There's a lot of halves, five eights currently running around, and I say this with all the respect in the world, but they're not possessed with really blinding speed. Dylan's quicker than you think, though. I'm quite sure. Is he? Is he a deceptively quick dude? Oh yeah, he's, he's lightning. I don't think there'd be any half, you know, that's probably quicker than him. Wow. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. You know, Mitch is really fast as well, but um, yeah, Dylan. Dylan can just take off his, you know, first 30, 40 metres is really quick. So uh, he, he does use that to his advantage on the field. And, um, yeah, like I said, he's really exciting to watch and play with. He's going to have one of those careers and it's going to be a long one, isn't it? You can just see that the guys with class, they're in for the long haul. Yeah, definitely. He's going to be around for a very long time. And, you know, I hope I get to play some, play a lot more footy with him as well. Thanks for the chat, Big Nuts. Thanks, Andy. Would you like a personal message, something nice, something sweet, something highly inappropriate and downright rude? I can do that. I'm on Swish now, whatever your occasion, whatever the message, go to heyswish.com, swish, S-W-Y-S-H. 
Go there and search Andy Raymond. Whatever you want, whenever you want, consider it done a cool and a different present for that special occasion or you don't even need an occasion. You might just want to give one of your mates a serve. Want to get an insight on a guy that I have a heap of time for, the Warriors' Torhu Harris, but instead of asking the man himself, I thought I'd ask one of his teammates what he sees. Jazz Tavanga has joined the potty. Mate, uh, what stands out with Torhu? Torhu is a, a different character. Eh? He's um, he's not the, you know, this is the thing about Torhu is he's not like, you know, physically gifted. He's got pro- probably one of the more sloppier rigs <laughs> um, the team. I swear, <laughs> you see him with a shirt off, holy. Um, but um, he's just so he's so good, and I don't know how he's so good. But you know, the good thing about him is very consistent, and the gap yeah. between his his good game and his 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 poorer game, which is still a good game for most of us, is is very small. Um, that's probably the hardest thing about being in the NRL is being a good player, is yeah. being consistent. Um, and you know, he's a very experienced player, comes from the Storm system, so. You know he's going to be sound on on most areas. His, he is a talker. He loves to have a joke. Yep. Um, but, you know he is certainly business means business. Not the best rig. We've found that out already. But he's a unit. Like physically, he's he's one of those guys that doesn't look that big on the field. But when you get up next to him, he's a giant of a fella. Yep, he's he is, and that's why I just scratch my head going, how the hell does yeah. he do what he does, looking like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know he's a good he's a good man and a, a good family man too, and I love his family. His wife's his wife wears the pants in the relationship. She's she's very scary, um, Auntie Nat I call her. Um, but yeah, he's he's a good fellow and yeah. Jazz, they all wear the pants in the family. We know that it's just some of us lie and pretend that we do. <laughs> yeah. Don't say that too loud because my missus is just over here. She, she, she's listening to the side of the podcast. Jazz, do what you're told and clean the house, mate. Who? Um, who are the other leaders at the Warriors, the guys that you look to follow, the guys uh, you look up to? Yeah, I'd say Tohu, Tohu, obviously the first. Um, then you've got Shawnee, Sean Johnson, he's he's back. Um, Adam Fanor Blake, probably yep. just with his persona in the middle. Um, even Matt Lodge, even though he's, I feel like he's got a few screws missing that fella. But yes. <laughs> just his persona in the middle and his experience, you know, he's been around a bit. Um, yeah, those are probably the main four. There's a few other, you know, single fellas that I think lead by um, with their actions. Yep. You know, like a few young fellas, Wade Egan, uh, Ali Kartour, yep. um, like that. Yeah. Okay, Matt Lodge, I agree with you, um, and we've had him on the podcast. Screw loose, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Adam Fanua Blake, is there a screw loose there somewhere as well? Mm, I think I think he has a switch. I think he has a switch. Okay. If, yep. The switch. It's you know, you, you, you're poking the bear. Um, yeah, and he's too big a bear to poke, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, but I think he's settled down, you know, over the years. I think his wife's done a good job in settling him down. There you but, go. Um, yeah, I think he he's certainly got a switch. Great insight. Really appreciate it. Thanks for being a good sport and good luck on the weekend, mate. Thank you, brother. I saw this guy as a schoolboy several times, knew straight away he was a special one. I'm talking about Payne Haas, uh, 194 centimetres, 117-odd kilos, and that's before lunch. 
He's <laughs> agile. He's got a massive motor. One guy that gets close up and looks at him weekly has dropped in, Tyson Gamble. Watching this big fella do his thing, I'd imagine pretty special, mate. Yeah. I mean, he's got he's got everything in his game, mate. Yeah. He's um, like, you, I don't think there's something that he really needs to work on, to be honest with you. He's got it all. I mean, he's 21 years old. He's played Origin. He's played for Australia. There's like you could keep going on, but yeah, he is he is something special, mate. Something special. What part of his game impresses you the most? Well, for me, I'm I'm obviously relatively early in my career, yep. and he has played a hell of a lot more than me, mate. A lot more. Um, a lot bigger games than me, international footy. Um, and it's just his willingness to listen. I mean, obviously being a being a half, you want your players to listen to you. Yeah. But him knowing that I haven't played too much footy, he still respects everything I say, wow. follows follows me in, no matter where I'm going and always backs me in. So it gives me a ton of confidence knowing that a bloke like him is, yeah, listening to me and sort of backing me to do my job. What's he like away from the playing field, mate, during the week of training? Good trainer, professional, or is he just the big kid that's enjoying playing footy? He's a bit of both, mate. Once you sort of get him on the training paddock, he, he's a, he's all football, but you get him off it, mate. He is an absolute child. Love absolute that. child. Love it. Uh, as tough as it's been at the Broncos for a couple of years, he's the cornerstone of of something that you can build around because the scary thing is with age and with footy education, he is only going to get better. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think he's, well, he's 21 now. So, I mean, my, I didn't debut till I was 22. Wow. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's credit to him, man. He's, he does everything right. He is always willing to learn. He is always the first to put his hand up if he make, makes an error like he's – Got every attribute to um, build a team around, and I think that's what we're doing. He is he is our sort of our main man at the moment, and everybody loves playing with him. Big pain, plenty more to come from the unit. It's awesome to be teaming up with Retro Rugby League videos, a Facebook page for the hardcore and tragic footy fan just like us. From the old Commonwealth Bank Cup to first grade, the collection of videos weekly is insane. Check them out, legends. Go to Facebook and simply search Retro Rugby League Videos. You'll love it. The women's game has come on big time in the last 18 months. Participation levels are up. The quality of the athlete has just gone through the roof. The understanding of what's required in the game as well. No one's had a better seat to watch this growth than our guest Adam Elliott, mate. The women are killing it. Yeah, they are, mate. I think there's um, you know, probably a few of us that could take a leaf out of their book when you talk about um, how professional they're getting mm. and how much they are starting to understand the game and how much it's grown. Um, and it's still only early days. It's really exciting to see, especially this back end of the 2022 season with the NRLW's second season in the year. Yeah. I think we're going to see even more improvement, mate, leading into the future. If you have been living under a rock, Adam's partner is Millie Boyle, one of the elite players. The skill levels are so impressive. I guess to, you know, compared to three or four years ago, the, the skill training and the adaptation of, of how they use that on the field – Mate, geez, there's some good footy being played. I reckon the biggest thing that I, I can 
attain to that is I went to the obviously went to the women's origin to go watch Millie play uh, against Queensland and I was out the front doing some work before the game and it wasn't just dads taking little girls or you know high school girls going to the game anymore there was groups of 10 30 year old blokes that had just been at the pub for a couple of beers to go watch the game because the the quality of the game and the, the product itself now it's really worth watching and that game alone was just fantastic what an awesome rap that is when you got, you know, a dozen 30-year-old fellas uh, after a couple going in to, to pay their hard-earned to, to watch it. Do you and Millie talk footy? Are you able to help her out because of your experiences and longevity in the game? Yeah, I am. She um, she loves learning, Mill. She's okay. always trying to get better and, you know, I'm sure there's probably situations where you could tread on each other's toes yep. and I might say the wrong thing. And But, you know, yet to have that with her and she's always just willing to listen to whatever I say. But to be honest, mate, there's not really too much I can critique her on. She mm. goes pretty bloody good and, um, you know, whenever a game of footy's on, we'll have it on the, on the telly in the background. But... You know the thing I love about Millie is we can we can not watch it and and talk about other stuff, which is great too. Very very important. A big thank you to this legend for dropping in on the podcast, even though he is the second best footballer in his own house. We love having him on for a chat. <laughs> second best is a good rap. This is the part of the podcast where we've put you in charge. You're asking the questions our superstars are giving their answers. Look out. Let's start with former Broncos, Titans and Warrior Ash Taylor. Pete from Logan asks, how's Sean Johnson been moving at training? Yeah, he's been great. Um, Great leader. Um, You know, the boys are really... Getting along with him well and he's fitting in well. Um, obviously, got a got a um, you know pretty um, experienced um, voice on him, so um, just makes it a lot easier to feed off him and um, all the boys get around it. So it's it's been unreal so far. So much of what he does, mate, is is instinct and he plays what's in front of him. Is he also a good talker, communicator, and sort of you know he can mentor you and coach you a bit? Yeah, and and it it can do it on the run. Um, wow. You know, it can do it within the training drill you know it can tell you what he wants or this is what I should be working on here and here and just little little um, comments here and there um, you know really really helps a lot that's cool mate that is really cool and the chainsaw Andrew McCulloch from Donnie at Nambucca Heads if you were the sole coach what position would you play Jack Bird and why and a cracking question because Jack is so versatile and so good he could probably play anywhere except wing and prop I'd reckon yeah oh man I reckon he would never figure out prop is that sort of uh, sort of player um Mate, somewhere in the forwards, I'm not particularly sure yet. We'll just have to see the makeup of the team or, you know, the back row lock position. You know, you could even push, you know, Jack DeBellin forward there at yeah. the front row, play Jack at lock as well. So you got a bit of versatility there, with, which which is really handy. It is a hard one for Jack at times because he does get, um, you know, chopped and changed all the time. But overall, Jack's just a great competitor. You know, he's not the best trainer in the world. <laughs> um, but... One thing when it comes to game day, that's all that matters is you compete really hard. So we'll see. Maybe back row lock somewhere around there, I reckon. But definitely um, you need him in there. 
Firebrand Barbecue does it better than anyone else. Why? Because they're the immortals of the barbecue. Online at firebrandbarbecue.com.au or in store at Arndell Park, where we're dealing with, now get this, over 550 square metres of barbecue heaven. There's a massive range of barbecues, smokers, rotisseries and fire pits. There's a cafe, a deli, the country's widest range of barbecue pantry items and, of course, their fuel products as well. Saturday is market day with 20% off all fuel products. It's the day to visit. Lift your barbecue game and check out firebrandbarbecue.com.au or call 1-800-FIRE-UP and let them know we sent you. You'll be sizzling soon. In November of 2019, our guests decided to give it one more crack, rugby league that is, and damn, I am glad he did. Aaron Clark from the Titans has joined us on the podcast. Are you glad you had that one more crack, mate? Yeah, I think I'm kind of glad I, I was still young too. Um, you make a couple mistakes early on, you, I'm lucky enough to... Um, bit of those mistakes and mm. I was just lucky I was young. <laughs> Yeah, mate, I'm old and decrepit and still <laughs> and still making fucking mistakes, but it is what it is. Mate, you had time with the Warriors and the Raiders. Didn't work out as you wanted, I guess. Yeah. Um, no, not really. Um, no, it was definitely – I think I was just young. and Yep. You kind of – when you're young, you think everything's given. Oh, like you don't have to – you see all these people, they don't have to work as hard. You get comfortable and I think that's where, where I got to. Um, kind of played one game in around, thought I had the world. And yeah. It takes a while to learn that you don't. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Then. So you'd left Canberra, you'd gone back home to New Zealand, you were labouring. Mm. What was the moment you thought, okay, I'm better than this, um, I can do this and I'm going to have a red-hot go at it? Yeah, um, I think it was because I just had my son that okay. year, so that was that was definitely tough um, having to. I didn't. I was labouring, but it wasn't stable. It was just a couple of days a week, and I had to provide for my young fella, um, look after his mum. So it was it was definitely pretty hard. But I think the the turning moment. I still remember this. I remember lying in bed on my young fella. Like I, I kind of said to my, I don't know what sprung to mind, and it was just like, I think like you deserve a better life, and yeah. like I, I can't do that the way I'm going now. So I need to get myself into check and mm. give it another go. And at the time, I was playing local footy just for so like a grassroots team back home, um, the Manitoba Marlins, and that's kind of was something that sparked the fire again. Um, just getting back playing with mates, having a beer after the game, like goes away from it being a job, and then mm. you find that passion again. And yeah, it was, it was, that was definitely the turning moment. Probably my young fella. Definitely. Yeah. Time out of the game. I'd imagine it would take a whole lot to get back mentally, but even just the fitness and and to get back into that groove that you once had. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got up to like, I think I put on about 20 kgs when I went home. I got up to about 120 kgs. And it's funny looking back, you kind of, you see the person 
and you know that, yeah, like I wasn't happy, you can tell just yeah. by looking at me. Um, uh, even looking at old photos of um, Holy, let myself go that much. But um, I think I see those at all learning curves and mm. you learn from it. But no, nah, yeah, it was definitely a struggle. It wasn't, it was, it was definitely a journey. Um, jumped on different kind of weight loss programs and I think the best one was just surrounding myself with good people with the yeah. same um, same mindset to help me get to where I want to be. And um, I'm just glad I found that and made it a bit more enjoyable to get there in the end. Really good story, mate. Appreciate your time. Chat again soon, legend. Oh, thank you. Galaxyfinance.com.au. Ask for Leanne for a free chat. Some superstars so far on the Rugby League Superpod. AJ Brimson, Bryce Cartwright, Jazz Tavunga, Tyson Gamble, Adam Elliott, Ash Taylor, Andrew McCulloch, Aaron Clark. There is more to come, but maybe the biggest superstar of the lot is joining us now. Dane from Clarkie's RL column all over social media. Clarkie makes a call each and every week. It can be right, it can be wrong. We want your opinions to debate each and every week on the podcast. Uh, hello, great man. What's your call this week? G'day, Andy and listeners. This week with finals fast approaching, I wanted to talk Smokies, Dark Horses coming into the series. So my call this week was the Parramatta Eels remain my 2022 Premiership Dark Horse. If they can turn up for the big games, let's not forget they have two wins over Penrith, a win over the Storm and Roosters already this year. Being now or never is all the motivation their players need. On Facebook, Santa Cause. Yeah, that's his name, Santa Cause. He says the crybabies never perform in September. Sure, they've won big games this year, but there's a reason why. 1986 is the last time they won a premiership. I'll bet my left nut Storm beat them this weekend. Jai Carmody, in response, says, I'll be referring back to this comment to see if you gave up your left nut or if you're just full of hot air. I love it. Just something different to start with. Something very different. That's um, that, that's called uh, putting your money where your mouth is. Uh, a very bold, bold uh, bet there, some might say. Go on here on Instagram from Grads5. Uh, his name's Matt. He says, facts, if they beat Melbourne on Thursday, I think anything is possible. And Andy, I think that's a real big test to see where they're at. They did beat the Storm earlier this year. Um, not sure if it was in Golden Point, but they did go for the field goal off the post. Ray Stone scores, dramatic finish. But I think this round, will really give us an insight to the Eels' mentality and how they're coming into this final series. Back on Facebook, Pat Hutching says, the best streak they've had this year was three wins in a row. I doubt they can win five in a row. Uh, very interesting. They wouldn't have to win five in a row. I think it would be four if they won this weekend. But three wins in a row, including this weekend, would get them into the GF. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, they are still a chance of that top four. Let's say they do make the top four. They're two from two in Penrith uh, against Penrith this year. Yes, it would be very, very tough uh, coming against the Panthers with their squad fully rested. But the Eels have finals form against the Penrith Panthers. They only just lost to them last year, eight to six, under some dubious circumstances where the game was stopped and they were a big chance there. Here's one you'll love. Ken Robertson, he says, I've been tipping power to win it since early in the year. 
and I've seen nothing yet to change my mind. I think that's a very bold call as well. Kenny's my guy. Love Kenny on social media, and he's a regular listener. He listens to everything on the podcast. He critiques me too. Love you, big guy. Uh, Reese Luke on Facebook says, as a para fan, they always make us supporters nervous. No doubt on the day we can beat anyone, but so can the other seven in the top eight. I feel if we beat the Storm, then we can beat Penrith and get the week off. South's Roosters, though, will tell us who the big player is. A lot of people looking at that game. Yeah, that that game has game of the round written all over it. Um, it's gonna. This is probably the closest to finals they've ever been. Where we come into round twenty five in our top eight, it's not set. Um, there's still teams to go into the top four, fall out of the top four. There's home finals at stake. Uh, one team that is looking at a home final. We've got a username Dejan on Instagram. He says Sharks all the way wins over Paris Storm and Cowboys. By the way, we haven't been lower than sixth place. I think that's a great call too. Mm. And I do think realistically, Andy, every single club but the Panthers could be considered a smoky, which is how dominant the Penrith Panthers have been. Yeah, that's just a reflection on how damn good the Mountain Men are. Baza Twitchin has said, unfortunately, Roosters are my dark horse hitting form at the right moment. Form's a huge part of it, but so too is mindset and timing. Craig Bellamy and Trent Robinson have proven over long periods of time they get their timing right. Yeah, and on timing there, I mean, we've only got to go back maybe five or six weeks ago where Mike Clarkley's call was actually Roosters to miss the eight uh, because they just hadn't clicked into gear yet, but they have timed their run absolutely perfectly. Big Les's League also agrees. He says, my call is Roosters to win the comp and James Tedesco as my Clive Churchill, and I think that's two great calls also. Walt Grundy, I'm going to finish on this one, says Raiders to win it from eighth with a big okay. Um, It seems we're talking about everyone else except the green machine. That is true. The Raiders, the Canberra Milk, can they get back to the grand final last there in 2019? You know, this is an open final series, Andy. As we've seen in comments, as you and I have agreed, anyone can beat anyone in this competition on their day. And it's just, you can't miss the finals. It's a different it's a different excitement. It's a different time of year. And it's our favourite time of year. And, mate, as we saw last year, it only takes one upset in terms of rankings in the opening week. And the entire finals equation turns itself upside down. You got teams playing each other that you thought would be avoiding each other until the GF. So interesting times ahead. Where can we find your legend? All over social media, guys, under Clarkie's Rugby League column. Get into it, legends. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Top Sports Same Game Multi gives you the most competitive multiple for every leg. And with hundreds of markets to choose from across sports and racing, you're sure to find a combination unlike any other. And they'll let you on for plenty. So if you want to get the top odds every time, download the app today and bet your way. Top that. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. And legends, it's as simple as this. When you join, use the promo code UNFILTERED. Why? Well, you're going to get the VIP treatment. You're going to get treated like kings. It's the best service, the best prices, the best markets, more markets. It's Aussie-owned. I'm talking about topsport, topsport.com.au. Visit there. Even better, download the app. Joining us is the CEO, Tristan Merlihan. I am loving the unfiltered try scorer market for this week, mate. You guys have put up a market 
that basically has all of our guests on the podcast this week to score a try. Yeah, we certainly have, and uh, it's always a good one to get up there and we get plenty of activity. So we've got uh, the, the players we got involved in the market, are Mitch Moses, Adam Elliott, AJ Brimson. Jeez, didn't he, didn't he have a good game for the Titans there on the weekend? Just gone. Zach Lomax and Tyson Gamble. Um, for one of those players to score, it's $1.25, but then you get to a little bit of value. Two players out of the, the group of five to score is two fifty. If you think three can, it's eight fifty or fifty to one if four of the five can. If you think all five out of the five can score, it's eight hundred and fifty to one. So plenty of options there for the punters. And yeah, I think AJ is going to certainly jump over as well as I think Zach Lomax is a big chance as well uh, this weekend. It's funny. I was watching uh, a fortnight ago the games and. The try scorers were the guys from the previous week. So it's me that's got my timing out, not the players that they've got their timing out. I tell you what, on a personal level, um, I had a bit of a swing last week, only a $20 bet, but it was a six-leg multi. Brimson to score two, Greg Marju to score. Um, I think it was Dominic Young to score, the Titans to win, the only leg I missed out on was Brody Jones to score in what was a points fest between the Knights and the Titans, but that would have uh, that would have thrown just under ten k into my kick, and I was cheering Brody Jones, cheering, 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 and then Adam O'Brien takes him from the field with about eight minutes to go. I could have killed Adam O'Brien, of course not, of course not. Um, we know what we're doing when we put some money down. Now, mate, for our free bet this weekend, um, going to go a few different ways. I would love the Eel Storm under 42.5 points. I think both sides are going to be defensively up for this. I'd like the Titans at the line as well uh, over the Warriors and then both the Sharks and the Raiders 13+. plus. I will let you add that up. What topsport.com.au are doing, they have set us up an account, and the account is for charity. We have nominated the Ricky Stewart Foundation and our kitty at the end of the season. It goes straight to charity, so we thank you very much to Top Sport and Tristan Merlihan, who has joined us. Mate, what have we got for our free bet? What are those four legs worth to us? Yeah, it'll certainly be a nice little result if you get that one up. We've got the under 42 and a half of the Eels Storm game, the Titans plus five and a half, which I think is a really good bet. The Sharks 13 plus and the Raiders 13 plus, 100 on that out of the charity fund at $10.14. So hopefully we can get a nice little result there. I think those two games at the end of the round are going to be uh, free-flowing affairs. So if you're still live then, it'll be a big chance. Semi-finals start in a week's time. A lot of interest in the rugby league world, obviously. Is there a lot of interest already in um, in topsport.com.au and and what's going to potentially happen over the next two or three weeks? Yeah, certainly. The uh, the outright market has been very well supported. Penrith's two dollars fifteen favourites. The Storm is six dollars. The Sharkies eight. The Roosters the biggest go. They're at eight dollars fifty. Cowboys ten. And Parramatta they're at twelve dollars. I think they might firm up considerably if they can make the top four. The Rabbits there at set 15. So uh, going to be a very exciting month of footy. I think we're going to have some very, very exciting games. If the Storm Roosters game from last weekend is anything to go by. If you're a Panthers fan, no doubt you're confident and you should be. But if you're a fan of any of those other six sides, as it stands at the moment, 
unbelievable value because the Panthers are just so short. So if you're confident that your team or one of those other teams can can get up, now is the time, mate. Now is the time. Absolutely. And and the thing with the Panthers, I think everyone's expecting them to bounce back when uh, when Nathan Cleary comes back, but they're going to be short of a run. So you never know if they get ambushed week one of those finals, the whole thing gets thrown into disarray. So if you like one of the other sides, now is the time to have a bet. Always a pleasure, Legend. Once again, guys, topsport.com.au. Even better, download the app. Best service, best prices, most markets. Um, and it's Australian-owned. It is Australian-owned, and, and we hear all the time just how important that is in terms of our economy and, and keeping the country going. Uh, always wonderful having you on the Rugby League Superpod, and we will chat again next week, Legend. This is serious shit we just need to know. Look out, there is a good sort on the podcast, and I'm not talking about myself, you gibberers. This is serious shit we need to know, and ready to reveal all is Dragon's favourite, Zach Lomax. Mate, I'm going to ask a question and give you two options. You choose what works best. It's simple, and it's got absolutely nothing to do with footy. We're going to start with PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation, every day of the week. Kissing, eyes open or shut? Oh, Mrs. Get, my missus gets cranky with me when I've got my eyes open, so I've got to say shut. Go say shut. NFL or NBA? NBA. Beach or bush? Beach. Beer or wine? Wine, every day of the week. Summer or winter? Winter. Ugg boots in public, yes or no? Absolutely. Boxing or MMA? Boxing. New phone or new clothes? New clothes. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Hamburger or chicken schnitty burger? Chicken schnitty. Boardies or budgies? Boardies. Nude or pyjamas? I'm an undies man. There you go. Driver or passenger? Driver. Now, finally, the last one, and this is the important one, toilet paper. Folder or Fold. scruncher? Fold. Yeah. There's really oh, no honestly, honestly, and Morty's got to wrap a lot of the times here. He stands up and scrunches. He has to stand up, walk away from the toilet and scrunches and wipes. That is a ridiculous combination. That is ridiculous. Yeah. And he, he's gobsmacked that I don't do the same. Oh, dear. Thanks for being a good sport. Chat again soon. Great, man. Thanks, mate. Nice work, Zach Lomax. Uh, the Legends series, A Beauty This Week with Timmy Manor, like you've never heard before. A cracking interview, two parts. It is a must listen. Let's wind the clock back here to a very different era with the legendary Mark Graham, episodes 250 and 251. Before moving into the national side in 1977, that year is still talked about in the New Zealand and Auckland rugby league competitions. So good was the competition, so good were the footballers. Auckland completed the Grand Slam in the space of three weeks, beating England, France and Australia. Amazing. Yes. England, France, uh, Wales too, I think. Was it really? Yeah, we beat Wales too, yeah. So it was um, – and, and I was – uh, sorry, so 77, so I'd have been 20, 21, maybe 20. And uh, Kurt was in the second row with me. And um, I'm not sure if Dane was playing. Dane might have already left, and Dane was my age, so he was playing in Sydney at a very young age. Yep. You know? 
Um, so yeah, so we had these, uh, and the, our coach Bill Sorensen is a famous um, centre of Un- the uncle, Uncle Bill. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Bill, Bill of uh, Uncle was sorry to, to Dane and Kurt, and he had his son played Bill Junior played for Otahu, uh, Otahu, and he was a centre, a big, strong, strapping lad. And the last words were before we played Wales, I believe. Um, do not start a fight with these blokes because uh, if you ever saw a picture of the the Welsh side. Their front rowers, they had heavyweight boxing champion. They had, um, there wouldn't have been five teeth in the front row. There wouldn't, <laughs> there wouldn't have been ten fingers in the front row. Um, they would have had um, that scarred, the, the faces look like they'd been road mapping when they used to carve them up with a, with a razor blade. Um, and they were tough, mean, nasty blokes. And we were, it was like I was a year older than, than Kurt, so I would have, he would have been maybe 19, I was 20, and we were wow. playing in the second row. And a fight started. And, um, uh, I ended up with uh, Colin Dixon, and he's a big um, Jamaican, like a big, strong, strapping bloke. And anyway, um, I uh, I got a couple on him, and he sort of knocked him up against the fence because the fence was really close to Carlo and uh, Carlo Park. And um, and as he was getting off uh, off the ground on one knee, he he said something to me, and I was like, I was in shock because I thought he'd, for some reason, I thought he'd be a, have a calypso sounding. Yeah. To him, you know? But he was heavily, obviously, Welsh. Welsh, Welsh yeah. born, And I was just in shock. I was just going. And I turned to one of the lads and I said, did you hear that? And he went, yeah. And he was the same as me, you know. <laughs> so that was uh, that was very different. But we we, we, we beat them, like, in the 20s to nil. You know, we, 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 were, we were – when people um, – well, I've done a few of these, obviously, and people say, oh, so did you find it a big step up in standard? And, and I said, yeah, but, you know, the standard in Auckland was, was, yeah. was through the roof, you know. My club side – Otahu, we were champion side. We played lots of grand finals and lots of um, – we didn't win them all, but we played in lots of them. And every – twice within uh, – from 75 to 79 when I finished playing first grade before I came over to Australia in 1980, we played uh, a Sydney side at the end of the year. Mm. And once was Western Suburbs and we lost 11-8 to the Western Suburbs side that year. Um, and it was my fault we lost because I should have passed the ball, but I threw a dummy and, and um, ended up really losing the game. And the next time we played, we played Cronulla, who just played the grand final, the second replay of the grand final, and we beat them two tries to, to nil. Another Kiwi legend, and we've had heaps of them join us all the way back for episodes 34 and 35, the little general, Stacey Jones. The volume of coaches... At the Warriors in the first decade, John Money, Frank Endicott, Big Mark Graham, Daniel Anderson, Tony Kemp. Who had the biggest influence on you, do you think? Oh, look, they all had an influence in, in some way or another. Obviously, John Money uh, gave him my debut, so um, you know, very, very thankful to him for you know for trusting in me and giving me that opportunity. Frank Endicott, well, I had a very close relationship, you know, in reserve grade, and then going into the Kiwis. Mark Graham um, came in probably the toughest period of anyone, really. Um, um, two years, and you know, I learned, you know, a lot, of, lot from Mark about you know how how he played the game, but he didn't necessarily say we had to play it like him. Mark was very smart in how he went about things, but unfortunately for him, um, coming in at a time when we'd lost a lot of um, um, experience at that time, so it was it was tough for Mark and. Then Daniel came in, and, and probably Daniel I learned the most from as far as um, football went. You know, he yeah. um, 
um, you know, the fundamentals of the game, the, the technical side of the game. Um, he probably taught me and the rest of the playing group more about that than anyone. And, you know, and I think he'd been under, because he'd been under Brian Smith and yeah. the way he coached. Um, Tony Kemp, who we had as a um, assistant coach, who I, you know, I thought was a really good um, backup for, for Daniel at the time. Um, was very supportive and knowing that you know he played the game and what he went through was was very good. But uh, Kempi only had one year as a head coach and and it really turned tough for him when we got off to a bad start. I think it was in two thousand and four when he took over from Ando. So all of the coaches there, I, I learned something from, um, and you know I have have good memories of them all. Are you a footy head? Do you love the tactical, technical? side of the game, talking footy, analysing your game, analysing your opposition game. Is is that you or are you a free spirit? I, I think I'm I'm an in-between. Yep. Um, really, I, I certainly can switch off and go, no, I don't need it anymore. Yeah. Or, you know, I can get in depth. And, you know, I think um, when I look back uh, now as being a coach, um, I probably wish I had been more of a footy head than um, the other side. So, um, But the good thing now is that you you, you know there's a balance to it too. Yeah. You know, you can't be too technical, too, you know, they've got to be here or be there because out on the field, um, things happen so quickly. And, you know, that's as a coach, that's what you've got to try and understand that as well. So, But also give them the right amount of information. You can listen to any episode at any time with our podcast because the interviews never, ever date, ever. Here's an early short one with Mitch Moses. It's time to look into the unfiltered crystal ball. What does the future hold for our current sports stars? The year is 2050. We'll come up with the setting... Our guests tell us who it is. We've got the great Mitchell Moses of the Parramatta Reels. You ready to rip on some of your teammates? 100%. Okay. Which of your teammates in standing in the North Mead TAB in thongs, blowing up that his best of the day has just been beaten in a photo? Brad Takarangi. Worst punter <laughs> ever. Exactly, yeah. Who's living, Especially in there, 100%. Who's living in a penthouse on the water at Mossman, drinking champagne at midday and playing the stock market? Oh, I don't know. I'd love that to be me, I guess. But um, yeah, right. uh, oh, I'm going to say Michael Jennings. Yeah, Chet Boots got a bit of that in him. Yeah. Okay, who's sitting on the lounge alone, lights off, curtains closed, and watching his career highlights reel on loop? Um, I'm going to say Nathan Brown. Yeah, good call. Nathan Brown. Who's playing with his 32 grandchildren and ignoring phone calls from former teammates? Guffo. Who's living with his two mates as a 57-year-old bachelor and still wanting to go out partying three nights a week? Nathan Brown again. (laughs) I love it. Sorry, Brown, we do love you. It's just fizzling him. If you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered, we'd love for you to go to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening 
and subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star rating and review. And if being polite doesn't work, maybe bribery will. One lucky reviewer wins an unfiltered trucker's hat every week. The winner of the Trucker's Cap this week is Jordan Williams, you well-hung legend. Thanks for the awesome review. Jordan made his stand out. Now, as long as you deliver the five stars, it actually doesn't really matter what you write, as long as you write something. I don't know, tell us your favourite schnitty or your favourite pub, your favourite beer. I don't know, tell us your shoe size. Write whatever you want, have a laugh, make it stand out, and you could win the cap next week. Uh, take a breath and enjoy it. The footy is on and your weekend is sorted. Enjoy the game, order a pizza, grab a coldie, go hard on a five-leg multi, and don't forget, as always, back pikey in the last. Yeah.